check, check. Mic check. Network production. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show, presented by Truck Hero and Pro Taper. On PulpMX.com, taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody. Fly Race and Moto 60 Show, presented by Truck Hero. Pro Taper and new this week, Get Data. That's right, Get Data, Get Data, however you want to say it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Lots to talk about. Oakland coming up this weekend. Round five of the Monster and GMA Supercross Series. Is Eli Tomac fixed? Good God, he was good in uh, Glendale. Oh my God. Another level for Eli Tomac. Is he fixed? Is he better? What do you think? 702-586-7857. Give us a call on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. We are giving away a set of a pair. M- M16 canvas riding shoe. It's a street bike shoe from Fly Racing. Of course, Fly Racing making much more than just gear. We know them for their fantastic gear, of course. The guys like Pike and Kennard and Millsaps and Baggett use. But they continue to expand their line of hard parts from bike stands to handlebars and grips, chain and sprockets, foot pegs, lever assemblies. Visit flyracing.com or see a local Fly Racing Authorized dealer for a full uh, full list of available fly hard parts. And the pro- folks at Pro Taper, Geico Honda, uh, Rockstar Husky, uh, they use uh, they use Pro Taper as well. Uh, of course, uh, great guys, great company. Since 1991, they've been innovating and elevating the products uh, that you use on your dirt bikes. Truck Hero, supplier of premium vehicle accessories made in the USA to outfit light trucks and SUVs from bumper to bumper. Uh, back Industries, Undercover, NFAB, Bedrug, Husky Liners. They're all under the Truck Hero umbrella. From inside of your vehicle to the outside, Truck, has you, truck Hero has you covered. Truck-Hero.com, of course. Proud sponsor of the JGR Suzuki team. And, uh, and the new guys, Get Data. Uh, the LCGPA is the new launch control system developed by Get Engineers, together with the top teams all over the world. Uh, Chad Reed, Cooper Webb, Dean Wilson, Barsha Pike, Weimer, Nicoletti, Bichelia. You know those orange boxes you see on the fender? Uh, if you want to make an, a huge improvement to your bike please uh, check out the get a ecu stuff that they have uh get data and we're going to give some stuff away at some point i think uh from those folks but uh used worldwide by a lot of the top teams and this is more and more uh important all the time for bikes and getting the most out of them uh compared to the common oe systems these get things works totally different than the uh the normal uh, uh ecus of the oems it guides you to the perfect OE- rpm range to get the best start out of your machine Thanks to this very bright LED that is made to be on the RPM dashboard. Uh, the Get Data guys, a uh, big part of the show now. And we thank them. FlyRacing.com, Oakland. I'm Steve Mathis. Jason Thomas and Jason Wygant will join me here shortly to talk about that. We're going to take your phone calls, 702-586-7857. We're giving away those M16 uh, boots from the folks at FlyRacing.com. Taking your calls, producing the show, holding things down over there. D, this legendary. Hi, Steve. Are you worried? Nope. Are you worried? Nope. Not yet. 
How many Eli Tomac beatdowns does it take before you, Ryan Dungey Superfan, get a little stressed out about what you're seeing? If he can go three of those beatdowns in a row, yeah. then uh, then I'll maybe start to, to be concerned a little bit. Hard to see that happening, though. I, that's, that's why I'm not worried. He was good. He, he was, was very he was good. You, fantastic. You were there, actually, I was to, there. to I witness it in person. Yeah. yeah, right before the start, I was actually talking to the other producer, Travis, and uh, he's like, you think... Eli can do it, and I said nope. And then he proceeded to get him pull a massive hole shot. He, he had just seven gone. seconds within like two laps. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. So, yep. and your guy Dunge lashing out at reporters at the press conference. I think rightly so. Oh really? Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Sure. Whatever Dunge does is rightly so. Yeah, absolutely. Seven zero two five eight six seventy five states. Jason Thomas and Jason Wygat coming up here on the Fly Racing uh, Moto Sixty Show, presented by Truck Hero Pro Taper. And get data. Thanks to uh, thanks to all those guys for coming on board. So, and the 250 class, well, Justin Hill's got two wins in a row. McElrath's still hanging with the points lead, and McElrath is pretty solid as well. And uh, Plessinger, man, I am waiting for Plessinger to break through one of these weeks. I'm not sure when it's going to happen, but, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that. And those are the three, I think, that the, that the, uh, the title's coming down to in the 250 West Series. And, of course, the East is starting up soon, too. we got two more weeks. Yeah, we got Oakland and we got Dallas and then Minneapolis. The East Coast kicks off with uh, Craig and AC and uh, uh, Alex Martin and Joey Savacci. And that should be exciting. So let me know what you think about that. 702 586 Pulp, 702 586 7857. Justin Barsha should be back soon as well for the JGR Suzuki guys. And uh, looking forward to seeing what he can do. Pike is out for a while. Looks like a broken wrist. Looks like he had surgery. Bummer for him. Canard probably be back in another week or so. Uh, for Trey Kennard on the KTM. We barely saw him this year. And a big switch up this week. Uh, uh, Dean Wilson added to the Rockstar Husky team. Of course, Dean's been on a privateer Yamaha bike for the, the start of the year. And now Dean will be on a uh, Rockstar Husky for the rest of Supercross and Motocross. And it seems like the 377 Christophe Purcell has been told by the team that uh, he's no longer needed. So um, we'll see what happens with that. We should know more of the press release today, tomorrow. Uh, Thursday right now, uh, 12.05 Pacific. So hopefully soon we'll see what happens. Um, and again, 702-586-7857. Give us a call. Tell us what you think. Can Chad Reed keep this up? Man, he wrote good tits. You had to have been happy about that. Come on. Chad Reed? Yeah. You always got to be happy for okay, him. Even though he, he beat Ryan. He Dundee. was very good. Right. Was, it was bittersweet. Okay. Uh, all right. Taking, uh, taking your calls is tits over there in the corner. 702-586-7857. First up, though, our first guest, Wygant's coming up later. But for now, from Fly Racing, flyracing.com is uh, the Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. I think uh, Peter had to be had to be pissed that, that Chad beat Dunge, right? Had he's, to be. He says he wasn't. He says he's fine. Oh, he's lying. He's lying? Yeah. It was yeah. bittersweet. I mean, I, I was happy for, for Reedy, but obviously it would have been better if Dungey would have got second or first or whatever. But. Tit says that he is not worried about this championship for his guy, Ryan Dungey, unless he sees three more beatdowns? In a row. In a row. Yeah. So Yeah, why would you be worried? He, I mean, he's got a 15-point lead. He doubled his points lead, almost. Yeah. One point short of doubling it last yeah. weekend. And it was a really off weekend. I mean, he was pretty, Dude, pretty far just... off for Dungey. He's just going to be on the podium every single time. Yeah, when you look at his day, it went really poorly for him all day. Yeah. Qualifying, you know, practice, the heat race, the main event, really was nothing of what you would expect to see from Ryan, and he still got third. And he still almost doubled his points lead. 
And when you look at uh, the week before, Anaheim 2 uh, had to go to the semi, didn't, couldn't win the semi, didn't have a great gate pick on a short start straight. Anyone, though, anyways. You know? Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's a sign of a true champion and, and kind of plays into your favorite rider, uh, Ricky Carmichael's mantra is the days that you're not feeling it and things are going all wrong, if you can minimize damage or even find a way to win, like Brian did at Anaheim 2, mm-hmm. uh, that's going to make it you know, life very hard for your rivals. Yep, no, absolutely. Uh, so we saw Eli Tomac uh, beat down uh, in Glendale. I think he's fixed, man. I think he's better. I, I, I got, is he going to win this weekend? I don't know. Um, but I think he's better. Yeah, I hope so. Um, I think it's it's better for everyone except maybe, you know, the guys that are racing against him if he's fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he's going to be able to lay it down like that every time. I mean, that was, that was you know, pretty... that was next level type riding. Yeah. yeah. But uh, for him to be in the mix and to add to the fight uh, is, is good for everybody. It's good for the fans, especially with the absence of Roxon. I, I think it's uh, it's sorely needed for just to keep interest in this series. Because if Dungey gets a, you know, if they let him jump out to a 30 or 40 point lead before halfway, man, that's that's rough for everyone. It's bad for interest. It's bad for TV ratings. It's bad for ticket sales. It's bad for everybody. So you're not on... You're not as strong as I feel about Eli Tomac being now fixed and being a podium guy uh, almost every weekend. I think he will be fixed. Yeah, I, okay. I, I just uh, I think he'll find some normalcy. What normal is for Eli is is my main question. Yep. Is normal what we saw last weekend? Is normal kind of the main the same speed as you know? Because because really the difference between Cole and Marvin and Anderson and Chad when he's on and all those guys is is marginal. You know, Ryan just puts himself in better positions. He's not really going all that much faster. You know, maybe uh, a third of a second a lap at times. You know, mm-hmm. it's not much. Yeah. Um, so is is that where Eli falls in, or does he revert back to the first three rounds? So defining normal for Eli is is probably the the biggest question I have going into round, what is it, round five, five now? Yeah. Round five. Uh, hey, and speaking of round five, Oakland uh, looks like, Rain, soft dirt uh, could be a factor. Maybe not full mutter, but we're going to have some weather to deal with. Yeah, it's it's the same old story we've had of the first three rounds where rain all week and will it rain on Saturday? And, and once they pull the tarps off, does it rain? I don't think it's going to. From what I saw, there's, there's a chance, a decent chance it rains uh, on Saturday morning. But if they watch their schedule and you know just kind of follow the radar, I think they can they can dodge it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may cost us most of the practice time. You know they may even cut it down to one practice uh, because of the early start time. But I think they've got a pretty firm grip on it, and the weather's cooperating somewhat. Uh, if it was PM showers, they would have no choice. They would have to pull the tarps and just live with whatever came. Uh, but if it, it if it holds true, you know we're less than forty eight hours out now uh, from having to pull the tarps off. Um, I think we might we might be okay and get out of California. But I still, and we talked about it earlier this morning on our fantasy podcast. I still think we're going to have to deal with some rain before this is all said and done. So I'm betting we're going to get some sort of precipitation during the day. How much is the real question? Is mm-hmm. it going to be a Las Vegas 2016 type rain where everything is just ruined? Or is it going to be just a mist where it doesn't really affect anything? Looking at the track map for this weekend, and again, assuming it doesn't turn into this massive mutter, long section of whoops looks pretty mm-hmm. fast, except, you know, um, like long straightaways. We've got two long straightaways, and then the start straight, uh, there's another whole rhythm that runs like sort of a diagonal across the uh, start straight. 
Looks like mm-hmm. it could be faster track. Some tight stuff, but yeah, this this, this track is typically very short. Um, I've seen 42, 43 second lap times on this track before. In so I look for more of this. In yeah, Oakland? yeah, I've seen it pretty pretty short at, at years past. It's typically in the forties. Hmm. Okay, whether it's low forties or high forties, um, we get a lot of forties. Are you sure you're not considering? You're not you're not mistaking Oakland yeah, for San Francisco? Yeah, I know where Santa Clara is. Okay, I know where Santa Clara or is. Or San, San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, and I know where San Francisco is also. Santa Clara was one of the shortest main events we've ever had. Yeah. Um, but Oakland's typically short. I'm going to pull up uh, Oakland while we're sitting here. But um, just these smaller baseball diamonds, you know, I, I know they play football on it too, but they kind of cram the football in there. Um, mm-hmm. They generally lead to a, a shorter track. And just looking at the track map, I didn't think it was going to be all that long either. So, we'll, you know, the the weather could and the dirt can slow that down yep. if it's soft and, and ruddy, um, mm-hmm. just the speed slow down. So you could have the exact same length of track, but it could be three seconds shorter or faster depending on how the dirt shapes up. So. No over-under jump either for this weekend, people. How bummed are you on that? Heartbreaking. Just It's awesome. It's great. I like you got it. two in a row, though. It's yeah. No, I can't, be, I can't complain. They offer a lot, the, although when they just go over them and, you know, do a 270 around it, that doesn't really mm-hmm. excite me too much because it doesn't use it really, you know. It's right. all right, but it's just it's not, not ideal. Um, hey, big news this week. Dean Wilson going to ride for the Rockstar Husky team uh, from a privateer Yamaha. It's for the rest of the year. It looks like Purcell is done with them. Um, mm-hmm. Dean's familiar with the KTM from last his two years on it, uh, and this is real close to the same bike, people, if not exactly the same bike, so don't let them tell you differently. Um, I don't think it'll be too long before Dino hits the ground uh, running and uh, is used to everything. Yep, yep. I think he'll be do pretty well. It's it's not a very different bike from the KTM, same similar chassis. It's going to feel the same once he gets his settings on it. may not be exact, but it's, it's going to be close. It's going to be a lot closer than a Yamaha was. I can promise you that. Um, so I think he'll he'll fall back into a rhythm in it. I've talked to some people close to him that, you know, as of you, that have said he's very, very happy with what he has to work with right now as far as uh, equipment. Uh, so I expect him to adapt pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. What I don't know is what that means in the results column. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's going to mean a whole lot. Um, I think he'll be better, but uh, I don't know. I, I still think his ceiling right now is about eight or nine. Yeah. So I'm proven wrong. Uh, and just an update on your Oakland. You're, you're, you were right, uh, 52 to 53 for the past few years. So not too terrible. Yeah. Um, but as far as Dino, yeah, I think he'll be better. But uh, like I, I, I wouldn't expect a miracle just because he got on a, on better equipment. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. But you know what? I think he I was talking to his dad, Andy, last weekend. And um, after Andy finished telling me about how he's not a mechanic at all and he's scared that something's going to fall off. Um, mm-hmm. After you finished telling me that, he said, we're really struggling with setting this thing up. Everyone's trying. Mitch Payton, the Yamaha guys, Dino Dan came over from Yamaha when I was there. But he said, we're struggling to get a setup with this bike. And now those, those, those issues are over. He's got four guys uh, asking him how the suspension is, how the motor is, how everything is. So that'll, that'll be good. Yeah. Um, it, it's going to be just a bit easier for him i think resources wise he won't have to be scrambling for things and a lot of the stuff he had on the yamaha i heard wasn't wasn't anywhere near kind of the top level equipment Mm -hmm. that they had to offer so i think that's going to go away they're going he's going to have the best of the best to choose from and he's going to have a lot more options than he had because i think before they didn't have a lot to switch to you know if the bike wasn't exactly how he wanted it was just kind of one of those things where this is what we got and we're going racing right so 
Um, uh, I think you'll be able to custom tailor it a bit more. I wonder how that works. And of course, JT, you don't really know too much uh, the inner workings of this. But so Dean wrote for KTM the last two years. They let him go. Mm-hmm. KTM and Husky are, you know, pretty close to the same company. A little different. They try to act differently. But mm-hmm. Bobby Hewitt doesn't own that Rockstar Husky team anymore. He's just a manager. The Husky bought it from him. It's Husker Varner controlled, which is therefore a little bit of KTM controlled. I wonder how that works. They let Dean go. You know, they said, we don't want you here. We're going to sign somebody mm-hmm. else. And then they, then they go and not only pick Dean up five races in, they also let a guy go in Purcell. Just curious for the politics of that a little bit, you know? Yeah, and, I wonder if... We don't uh, know, of course. We're, we're, we're speculating, right. but... Yeah. We're speculating, absolutely. I think, um, I think it's partially um, maybe outside pressure. Whether that's Rockstar, uh, it could be Husky proper, mm-hmm. uh, but these teams have a lot of money coming in, especially from Rockstar on the outside. And when you have a rider that's not producing, and even worse, doesn't look like he's he's even putting in a lot of effort, that doesn't sit well with people writing very big checks. So, from my experience, when I see drastic moves like this, basically someone getting moved off out of racing or off the team, which I, I've, as of right now, from what I've been told, he's still on the team, uh, Christoph is, as of this morning. Um, but when they make drastic changes like this, it's usually outside pressure that's that's doing this. It's not a, a team thing because they're, they're slow to move on stuff like that. But outside pressure and, and people writing big checks can kind of move, well, kind of force people's hands a bit. I think I think you'll see Purcell out of there. That, that's my that's my prediction. And, and even though they've told you that and everything else, we'll wait and see. I think they'll have to keep paying them. These guys are professional teams. This isn't some janky team in the back of the pits that will just tell the rider to beat it. You know, mm-hmm. they would have to write a check. I think for 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 Christoph and they have to write a check for Dean and swallow everything up you know what i mean these guys just can't be fired you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you know i mean Millsaps was but yeah that was you know a way uh, something that they you know they f- figured violated his contract purcell i as far as i know hasn't violated his contract at all and so i think this is a big check they'd have to write rockstar would yep. husky would pay dean yep you know everything else yep. so speculating i would say it's probably one of those two uh, either husky or rockstar yeah. are not but, happy okay. and need to see drastic changes but okay so all right fine with that i totally agree the rock, these energy guys are getting these energy drink guys are, are a pain in the asses to deal with a lot of times. I'm not specifically saying in this instance, but in many instances they they write a big check and they are pain in the asses for these teams. But okay, why Dino? He got let go by KTM. Like, do you think Roger would have any say in this or anything? Like, KTM would have any say in picking up a guy that they basically cut? I don't think it would be Roger. Okay. Um, I think it would be something more like uh, the new acting president there. I can't remember his name, yep. uh, but the guy that took over for John Eric Burleson. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody like that would be able to basically, they can make that happen uh, pretty easily. So um, I don't think Roger's that involved with the Husky side from right. what I know. Yeah. So I think it would be so- someone uh, like John Eric or the new yeah. uh, the, the new president. Yeah, yeah. just interesting how they, they basically picked up a guy they let go that decided at KTM side. We don't want. Yeah, so. and I don't think it was something where they were just like, "We hate you, Dean. You got to go." No. But I think they just needed to make a change. Yeah. You know, and a change can be lots of things. It's different personnel. It's a different company. It's a different team. It's a different mechanic. It's different everything. So. Yep. Um, I think you know they they paid Dean pretty well at KTM. Not like they paid Dungey, but they paid yeah. him pretty well. Yeah. So when you don't get anything for your money, 
Um, I think they have to make a move there. It's just it's just the way things typically yeah. go. Uh, and, and, but they're and good for Dino for not burning any bridges and being you know mean or, or a jerk about things or whatever. Yeah, I imagine. I he, yeah, I don't see why Dino could ever say anything. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, wow, he, he got hurt and it wasn't his fault. But when you look at who who didn't, you know basically come up with their end of the bargain. It had to be Dean, so yeah. there's no reason he would be upset. No, but you know how guys act in situations, and Dean could have thrown some shade at them in interviews and stuff this year when he's on Yamaha and whatever. He could have. Some guys might have. And then mm-hmm. never got a chance. Husky and KTM would be like, yeah, no, we don't want you. You know, beat right. it. So anyways, good for Dean to be classy about everything, and as he should. We all agree he should, but not everybody handles it like that, you know? Um uh, let's get to some phone calls. Lines are packed. Uh, we're giving away uh, a set of M16 canvas riding shoes from Fly Racing. Uh, Fly Racing making much more than uh, than just riding gear, everybody. Uh, Brian, what's up, man? How are you? Steve JT. Hope you guys are well this afternoon. Yeah, what's happening? Uh, two things. I will make them quick. Um, one is you probably talked about it on Monday on the Pulp Show, and I just totally missed it. Anybody, do you guys know anybody we could squawk to at Fox about not televising the LCQ, the lights LCQs? Because good grief, come on, guys. Wygant says mean, it's fine. Wygant says it's fine. You're, you shouldn't complain. That says it's fine? Wygant, yeah, no problem. Mm. Got it. Well, no, I don't know. Sure. I really don't know. Somebody tweeted me and yeah. had a comment form on Fox Sports, and, and he yeah. said, look what I did. I, you know, I, I, I wrote them a letter, an email. So there must be something on there, somewhere on Fox okay. Sports, that you could write an email and all that. But I really don't know who yeah. you would tell. Like, you know, I, I, it's not Prater or Gender or that side of things. It's TV dudes, you know. Right. So um, right. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd like yeah. to see it. Uh, absolutely. I don't feel like any of those features – are that great but then again they're not for me i'm so deep in you know what i mean so right. i'm not pumped on any of those features and i think the rs the cutaway bike is awesome except that's not working for me either as a former mechanic so yeah. um yeah. it's not working for me either i can't see it so yeah <laughs> good, good point all right um yeah so i mean because i got a guy i've got a good buddy who's racing east who's gonna probably make it through a lot of lcqs and yeah. we're not gonna see him man i'm not happy about that oh well yep. blindness is great <laughs> i don't know how to turn on my television for two things but for two things supercross and jeopardy so there we go tv radio uh, internet's a good thing thanks man uh, second thing yep uh, oh go ahead thing real quick yep um am i just being an overcritical jerk about this but do does this season for plessinger remind you guys of mike larocco indoors a guy that we always think that everybody oohs and ahs over gets rotten starts and passes the people he needs to, but like at A2, starts second, and you think, oh, yeah, let's yeah. rumble, boys, right? and then moves nowhere. Yeah, uh, interesting. Yep, some guys some guys do lock up with a start for sure. You know, yeah. um, David Villeman told me one time, like, why do I want to start second when I can, I'm can? i going to finish fifth, so I may as well get a start in tenth and work my way to fifth, and everybody thinks I'm a hero. So, um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think, JT? Yeah, I mean, there's always that theory that DV says, you know, is it better to start up front and move to fifth? If you're going to end up fifth, it's always better to start in the back and move up. Um, But for Eli, I don't know. He's he's been doing this for so long, and he's gotten good starts and bad starts, and he's won and done poorly and won from the back and won from the front, and – I don't know. I don't. Th- I think it was something weird going on. Uh, everybody, obviously, everybody's throwing out every possible theory on earth as to what was going on in the first three. But um, I think it was a combination of the the way the dirt was on the tracks and a combination of his bike setup and suspension. You know, the air air and fork 
uh, air and spring forks work completely differently and the feel is completely differently, especially when you get into very tacky and very uh, sticky bump conditions. They just react very differently. Um, Guys, I so apologize. I, Maybe I said Tomac. I, I meant Plessinger. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about Eli. Um, no, no, no I'm sorry. I, think, I, may, I, I may have done that. That may be my bad. And it could have been my bad, too. I apologize either way. Plessinger, um, okay. I think, is, I think he's been okay. I just think the starts have hurt him, and then it's just it's speed, too. You know, to win these races, I mean, you got to be the best guy, usually. You have to be the fastest guy. Um, and he really hasn't been able to do that. He's been as good, uh, but he hasn't – he hasn't shown the, the just a speed advantage over anyone. If anyone, the only person yep. that's really done that was Hill. You know, McElrath got out front, and he won his races from the front. Uh, Hill has done both. He's come from the back uh, twice now, and even when he didn't win, he came from the back and almost won at uh, San Diego. Uh, and Plessinger just hasn't shown that. So I think, if anything, the starts are have got to be better. Uh, but even at uh, Anaheim 2, he got a good start, and he wasn't able to capitalize on it with a win. So... You really faster than Hill has got to be the next step. You really thought if Plessinger was going to do it, it was going to be it was going to be Glendale with those whoops and everything for sure. Uh, thanks, yeah. Brian. Thanks, man. Cool, fellas. Sorry, you know, sorry, West off all your time. Thanks. We disagree with that. Well, I think uh, I think for Plessinger, it's it's he. I think the conditions have shown more important because I don't think that uh, McElrath or Justin Hill have any sort of deficiency in the whoops. I think they're just as good as Aaron in them. Um, I haven't ever seen those two struggle because the whoops were difficult. So I think the conditions would be the one factor that would really help Aaron. Like if it rained this weekend at noon or two o'clock, I think that would be something that could propel Aaron to the, to win. Uh, Cole, what's going on? Welcome to the fly race in moto 60 show. You got a question about the start gates. Yeah. Hey guys, what's going on? What's up? Um, all right, so I was watching the show last week, and I kind of noticed there was like a hiss noise when the gate drops. Is the gate hydraulic? Yeah, I believe so. I changed it to like it a, a air. How long has air. it been like that? I, I literally just noticed it last um, week. I think since they had those issues at the Monster Cup two years ago, last year I think it was the oh, same way. Okay. Um, yeah, whenever they had those problems with the gate not falling, that was Prater, Dave Prater, director of Supercross, was not happy. So I think that's been in place for a while. JT, do you know? Uh, I don't. I, I know it's fairly recent, but I couldn't tell you when exactly yeah. they brought that about. It used to just be like the you know kick down spring loaded thing, mm-hmm. but now that's a it's a hydraulic system. So, but yeah. I don't know when that changed. Yeah, I think after the Monster Cup there. So, all right, thanks, Cole. Okay. Yep. Thanks. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, let's get to uh, Stephen. Stephen, you want to talk about Eli Tomac? Yeah. Uh, first of all, I like to say. Thanks for all you do. I listen to all your content. It's great getting me through the week, so I appreciate everything that you do. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate um, it. Everything's been going well for us, so it's great. No problem. Um, so, yeah, I had an opinion about Eli, and I just kind of mm-hmm. want to get your guys' take on it. Um, first off, I'd like to preface it by saying that what he did at Glendale was amazing. I hope he continues to do that because it's going to be great for the series and good for him. Mm-hmm. However, um, in my opinion, and I kind of go back to what Pingree kind of analyzed about him practicing by himself and not – simulating a race type situation at Glendale. You can go back and watch it. He got the whole shot and he had 10 bike links after the first straightaway. Cause he could triple, triple, triple. Yeah. So he probably never got pumped up like he would have, if he would have started fifth or sixth. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to see, I mean, maybe it's the part that they changed, like you had talked about, or, you know, maybe he figured it somehow else out. But uh, for me, it's, he's still in the show me and I don't, 
Um, unfortunately, think he'll do that again okay. if he starts fifth. Um, have just have to get whole shots. Yeah. Hey, listen, I can't say you're wrong, right, JT? I uh, can't say that that uh, Stephen isn't right. That we need more information. I think. Yeah. Um, still these guys are so, this stuff still playing out. Yeah, I mean, these guys are so mental, though. Like just that win and everything, you know. I don't know. Yeah, but true. We've, yeah, we've seen, to ride the wave of momentum seen, too. We've seen so drastic of changes to from Eli from terrible to awesome, you know. And mm-hmm. read the same thing, really off the pace at, at like when he got ninth um, to you know. Other than Eli, he was the best guy, you know, and. So I don't know yet. There's so many things that are still fluid and changing week to week that we don't really have that that same um, grasp on how this series is going to go like we do by like round 12 or 13. Because I know right. you know you and I both know, Steve, going to these races for 20 years, that by round 12, by round 14, you can almost tell who's going to get where. Almost, It's almost like a science by that point. Is like, yep. And these guys have already accepted that they're going to be fifth or they're going to be eighth or they're going to win. And that's what they go in, and they know it going in, and that's what they do. And it's almost Mm -hmm. robotic at that point for these guys. Uh, But we're still in that that area where these guys are still trying to sort it out for themselves. Yeah. Right, yeah. We'll see, Steven. You're right. Yeah, I I mean, I'm more on the side that he's fine, and I don't know if he'll win this weekend, but he'll get on the podium, and we're good. Uh, I'm leaning towards that, but I can get your side. Yeah, I can't say you're crazy for thinking that, you know? So. Well, I, I hope you're right because I'm a, I'm a huge fan of his, so right. hope you can turn it around. All right, man. Thanks. Cool. Right. Yeah, thank you. Giving away a set of M16 canvas riding shoe, JT. These things are for uh, for a street bike. They uh, all padded up and everything else. So another. Uh, I have some. You do? I have some. For yeah. what? You have no street bike. Sure I do. What do you mean I don't? You have a street bike? Yeah, I ride it to work every day in the summer. Since when? When did this happen? Uh, I bought it uh, almost a year ago. A year tits, ago, tits it'll is... be like... Uh, in a few weeks, it'll be a year. Tits is looking at me with the same amazed and shocked look that I have right <laughs> now. So, uh, Truck Hero Pro Taper, get data, all on board the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. We are giving away a, a pair of M16 canvas riding shoes for street bikes and, uh, I guess, dual-purpose bikes, too, as well, right? They work for that. So, yep. uh, give us a call if you want to uh, win a set of those. All right, let's get to, um, uh, what do we got here? John. John, what's up? Welcome to the show. What's happening? What's happening, guys? What's going on? All right. I, my question is regarding uh, who's historically uh, some of the better riders in the 450 class, uh, specifically in mutters. Uh, we, well, we know Oakland's going to be yeah. you know, a little wet. Um, well, Roxon was really good. He ain't going to be there, though. Mm-hmm. Um, JT, who, who's good in the mud? Uh, I think Chad's got a pretty strong history in the mud. Um, Dunn just been a little up and down. He's usually pretty good. He's a great starter, which is usually the the tail of the tape for mud. Millsaps is very underrated in mud. Uh, he's one of those guys that if it's nasty, not even so much muddy, but just crazy ruddy and soft to where it's uh, changes the the way the race is run yeah. uh, as far as your strategy. Davey's one of those guys that could get on the podium. We've seen it time and time again. Uh, Seattle, he's done it. Daytona, he's done San it. San Fran. San Diego, he won 2013. San, so. San Fran. He's a guy that could jump off the page that wouldn't be expected. Um, but everybody's pretty good. Eli, I, you want to say he is good, but I don't remember any just stellar mud races from him, although no. it kind of fits him and his style, what you would think he would be good at. Yeah, I'll tell you what, that's a sneaky good pick of Millsaps. He is. He is very good. San Francisco, back in the day on a Honda, muddy, yep. took off. Yep. Um, yeah, he just he has that uh, great bike skill to when it's ruddy. 
he can still do all the jumps, and he has such good balance. And just I think the talent level is where mm-hmm. you see the mud shine through because it, it takes so much more balance to pull off these rhythm sections and stuff in the mud and ruts, and those guys kind of shine through. All right, there you go, John. All right, thank you, guys. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. So keep an eye on Millsaps. Speaking of Millsaps, JT, one of the questions I had for you, it's like this is going to be like choosing your favorite fly racing um, set of gear. But same price, same everything. Baggett and Millsaps are on the same team, Rocky Mountain KTM team. Mm-hmm. Who do you sign? Who do you sign, like, for 2018? They want the same amount of money, both of them. You can only have one. You have to choose between those two? Yeah. I think I, I don't know if you can make that decision yet because I uh, really, here we really... Go. Waffle, waffle. Well, no, no. Okay. Let me finish. Right. I think that Blake's was hired, and I, I know Blake was hired, because of outdoors and what they expect from him outdoors. So if you had to choose right now, you would go with Davey because I think you're in Davey's wheelhouse with Supercross. But Blake, the whole talk last year when when all this was going on about who Forrest was going to hire and, and weighing pros and cons, because he was looking at he was looking at Mookie originally for a minute. He was looking at Brayton really hard about keeping him. He looked at Baggett obviously and, and chose him. Uh, but there were there were several guys that were in the mix as far as um, this spot. And I know the topic that came up over and over was that Forrest needed a guy that could really produce outdoor results and Baggett had the most potential for that. I mean, he was he even got a podium in a moto last year before getting hurt. So I think that's – I know you're going to say I'm waffling, but I'm really not because I think we're we're looking at two different strengths and we're in the midst of yeah, one of the so rider's strengths, so that's going to skew the results. Well, I'm saying overall, like, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Baggett's good outdoors. Davey hasn't put together an outdoor series uh, mm-hmm. since there were steel frames around on Hondas and stuff. But um, Although, if not counting Canada, of course, last year. I mean, yeah, taking that all into consideration, who would you want? Everything, you know? Long-term? Yeah. Long-term, I'd probably take Blake because I think uh, I think he's got more mileage left. No, he's definitely I younger. Think, yeah. I think, yeah, I think Davey's, Davey's older and he's been beat up really bad. And I don't know how much longer Davey wants to do it. Whereas I think, you know, Blake's only been a pro for six or seven years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think he's had nearly as many injuries. He's, he's been hurt, don't get me wrong, but it's been like collarbones and stuff, not mm-hmm. completely re- refiguring your leg and doing all these things that Davey's had to do. And he's not missing vital organs, you know, like <laughs> Davey is. Yeah. Uh, so I just think Blake's got a longer a longer future ahead of him, and that's what these teams are looking for is, is long-term success, especially if you're going to invest in them. Uh, two more questions about Tomac, JT. Gee whiz. Gringo! What's up? Yo, what's going on, man? What's, what's going on? I'm no. going through a bad spot, so be patient with me. Uh, first of all, your show that you had on Monday night was epic. One of the best I've ever heard with Langston in studio. And I don't know if you read into what he was saying, but when he brought up Tomac, the way he coddled him and talked to him and actually got information out without actually saying it, I thought it was very interesting, and I'd like you to comment on what you think they found with that Kawasaki to make Eli happy. I think we're going to see beautiful things from Eli from here on out. Okay. And with, and, and with Anderson being wanting to make up for his mistake the other week, you know, his outburst, I believe he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. So for all of those who wrote the series off and thought they had it figured out, voila. 
I yeah. got new excitement. It reignited, and I can't wait to see what happens next weekend. But uh, I'll let you guys comment, and a beautiful show Monday. Thanks, Gringo. Right, Thank fellas. you, buddy. Have a good one, man. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it was really fork settings. It was a link. They tried a different link, that one I guess they didn't have in, you know, to start the beginning of the year. They, they went to some clamps a couple weeks ago, went back to spring forks for Eli. There's a bunch of things like that and different track. But I'm, I, I just, I know all of that counts and it all means something. But JT, I am just, uh, I am just on the side of like, if you had a, a success pie for the Glendale race, I'm going 70% mental right there, 30% of these bike changes. You know, that's that's not where I'm going. They helped. They 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 made a difference. Yeah. But a whole shot and feeling it and liking the track and liking the dirt and all that and you know. Yeah, I think uh, I think this weekend will yeah will give us more info because if if every that's the that's the danger part of being like yep we're dialed everything's <laughs> fixed the bike's right where we want it. and you go out there and you tighten up mentally again. Oh, you're screwed. Oh, it's gonna yeah. <laughs> because all of those things that you thought you figured out you didn't figure out and then it's back to the drawing board when it, it could just all be in your head, you know? Yep. So yep. this weekend, if he comes out and can put another good weekend together, I, I really think it'll all be behind him. Uh, let's go to Arnold. Another Tomac question. Arnold, what's up? Welcome to the fly race and moto 60 show. Hey, a lot of love for Tomac. Today. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> he, Hey, he was, uh, he was phenomenal in Glendale. I, I, I don't, I know that caller said, you know, he got a whole shot and he triple tripled in that first straight and that did help, but it didn't, keep helping them you know it was it was a, a remarkable ride that was amazing um do you guys think he ever had a physical problem like do you think like his arm pump and stuff do you think that was just a symptom of the bike and it was mostly bike or do you think you had an actual do you think he's got a physical weakness yet or do you think he did have a physical weakness um I, th- I think our pump JT is a lot of it mental, uh, not all of it, but some of it, you know, uh, getting caught, seeing you're getting caught, uh, not liking the track. Uh, maybe you over jump something or under jump something and you, you brace and you hold on and that pumps you up right away. And then it's kind of a downhill thing from there. But what do you think JT? It can be a lot of things. Uh, I've, if your bike's way, way off, which it's not, I really don't mm-hmm. think it is for Eli. If it's way off though, like if you go try to ride an outdoor a rough outdoor track with supercross suspension, you're going to pump up immediately because you're holding on for dear life because the thing won't handle it all. As, as Steve has made, you know, very clear. And, and I agree with, uh, these bikes are usually not that far off. They're usually pretty close. A lot of it's mental though. Um, and the tough part is that the mental side snowballs, uh, when you are starting to get nervous, then you ride worse and then that poor riding makes you ride tighter and then you get more nervous and you start freaking out because you're riding poorly and then it all kind of works together to, to go poorly. Um, it's, it's just tough. It's tough. It's different for everyone. You know, uh, for me, I got arm pump quite a bit early in the day and then it kind of went away. And by the main event, I was loose and good to go. But I, I do think it for Eli, it's, uh, I would say it's more mental. I think getting him more comfortable helps helps his mental side. You know, if they can find things that the bike's better, uh, that kind of eases the mental side too. So I think those are it's it's kind of a combo thing where one leads to the other. Because if you can have a great week and then you're like, oh man, we really figured something out. Whether you actually figured something out is almost irrelevant. You know, it's <laughs> it more is. the, yes, men- the mental aspect yeah. of, man, we really got something here. And then you go in and you're like, yeah, I'm going to kill everybody now. And then whether the bike's 1% better or not may not even matter. 
I told the Cowie guys, go go testing with them. Uh, say you have three sets of forks to try. Uh, try set A, then try set B, and then tell Eli you're going to try set C, but put set A back on. There you go. Call it. They did not agree with me, but shocking. Um, all right, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Thank, Thank you. you, guys. Hey, I don't know. Um, I don't want to give these M16F fly racing canvas riding boots to anybody who doesn't have a street bike or you know doesn't gonna want, gonna use them and just put them on eBay. So, if you have a street bike or a dual purpose bike and you do the call in, we'll give you the boots. I don't want to just say, hey, you want the boots, right, JT? Gotta use them. So yeah, I, don't, I we definitely want people to be using these products for yeah, sure. Yeah, so uh, call in if you got a street bike or dual purpose and you can use these. Nate, you got a question about Jake Weimer? Yeah, wanted to know uh, is he a stamp it now for Wesson for fill in for the rest of the series? Or? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I believe so. I haven't heard officially, but I'm pretty sure. Uh, JT Wesson had surgery, right, on his wrist? He did. So yeah, he, did. he is going to be out for Supercross, I would imagine, if not longer. Um, I would be. I would. Uh, I would not plan on seeing him until uh, Hangtown. So to me, Weimer, unless he, you know, underperforms or doesn't get along with the guys, uh, they would just move him there. I absolutely believe that Weimer will stay there. So, Steve, I'm not sure if you know, like, you know, you knew the ins and outs of his deal when he, you know, when they asked him to fill in at, uh, you know, before Anaheim. But I'm assuming it was probably, you know, per race pay scale. Yeah. Is that? Kind of the way that works. Yeah, that's how so, that's how a lot of these fill-in riders, these fill-in rides work. Uh, they're not a ton of money. They're not like you're killing it as a as a as a full factory dude. Um, yeah, that, so that's what I'm wondering. Like, so you know, now that he has an opportunity, maybe to ride the rest of the series, does that kind of give him some leeway to say? You know, maybe I want to renegotiate that, or, or no. you just kind of say, "Okay, no, I'm happy." I, I, I don't, ride. JT, I don't think so, right? You, you, you. If if, if, if Weimer said, "Hey, look, you guys are in a pickle. Uh, you really need me now. Let's rene- renegotiate." I think, uh, I think JTR says, "Yeah, beat it." Yeah, I don't. <laughs> okay, I don't think so. That, yeah, thanks, Nate. That's how Jake works. You're not going to yeah. hold him over a barrel. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, they I, reached out to help you. You know, and they needed help too. Don't get me wrong, but I just yeah. don't. I don't think that's going to work. Yeah, I mean, look, he gets per race gear money, per race uh, a JGR. He'll have a bonus program. All his expenses will be paid. To make the main is at least two grand. You know, yep. so he is probably going to pull in. I'm going to say mm, five grand a weekend, probably. What do you think, JT? As far as what they're paying him, no, yeah, or what every, he can make, what what he can make, like what what, what yeah, 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 from you know, yeah, I don't think he had a lot of salary deals on this deal, so right. um, he doesn't probably have a lot of guaranteed money. But if he goes in, makes the main event, you know, puts in a decent result, yeah, he's probably making, I bet, anywhere from five, five to, to ten. I would say four to ten. Yeah, yeah, four yeah. minimum to up to ten. Yeah, so you know, uh, and all expenses paid, of course, and he's, you know, yep. as a mechanic and everything else. So, um, all right, buddy. Hey, thanks, JT. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for your time. Flyracing.com. dot uh, You will be in Oakland this weekend. I will be. Yeah, flying uh, over tomorrow. Over under number of Twitter jokes that you make about the Oakland Stadium and surrounding areas. Uh, I think I've. I've I've gave it hell for enough years now. It is it is what it is. Oh, you're growing up. You're getting mature. No, I'm just out of jokes. <laughs> okay. So we'll, we'll put it at three. I'm going to put it at three. Uh, if I see something that deserves it, I will I will definitely deliver. But I don't I don't have anything you know in the chamber for right now. Okay. But All right. I usually find inspiration oh, on site. It seems like you do every year. Yeah. So, uh, let me take you up to the mural of Al Davis. 
uh, in that one hallway up top of the stadium where he's holding the trophy, and it looks like it was. Let me let me present you with Mark Davis and all of the weirdo <laughs> things that he has going on. Yeah, no, I'm good. Thanks. I can't make fun of the Raiders anymore though because their team's actually really good now. You can make fun of Mark Davis though. You I can make fun of him, and I can make fun of the surrounding area. That's yeah. about it. All right. Thanks, buddy. All right. See you. All right. Flyracing.com, Truck Hero, uh, Pro Taper, Geico Honda, Rockstar Husky, JGR Suzuki. JGR is new with the, uh, with, with the uh, Pro Taper brand, ProTaper.com, Truck Hero, Truck-Hero.com. Finest products for your truck, Jeep, your SUV, from your inside of your vehicle to the outside. And the Get, the Get ACU guys, uh, they're on board with our show. The technology that make Get Riders world champions is finally available on the market. Stuff is a little pricey, the Get stuff is, but it really, really works. It's the exact same stuff that the team uses. And so please, if you want to uh, hop up your bike, Get ECU Ignitions. The RX1 processor inside the LCGPA is extremely precise and works totally different compared to the common OEM systems. Reed Webb, Dean Wilson, Marsha Pike, Weimer, Nicoletti. Those are the guys who use Get. A lot of other guys. It's that orange box you see on the front fender um, out there. So um, let's see here. Let's get to Dylan. You got a question about Dean Wilson's gear. What's up, man? How are you? Hey, how's it going, Steve? Good. What's happening? Good. Um, so with if 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 Kristoff Porcel is out, like you say, yeah, um, that would just be another fly rider off the map, right? Yeah. And yep. so does Dino take that role in, or does he have a contract with No, O'Neal? yeah, he stays in O'Neill. Uh, the 450 guys, Anderson and Purcell, got to do their own gear deals, and it just so happened that uh, Purcell did a deal with Fly. Uh, but Osborne okay. and Davalos are a team deal with Fly. Um, so Dino keeps his O'Neill gear, and Fly loses a rider. Jeez, third one, right? Uh, after Pike and who am I missing? Oh, Kennard? Yeah. Yeah, Kennard will, will be back soon, so. Anyways. All right. All right, man. Thanks, man. Thanks. Thanks for the call. Uh, let's get to uh, Luke. Luke, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, yo. Hi, Luke. Hey. Um, I just, so, so Dean Wilson is definitely, I, I didn't catch the start of the show, so he's definitely going to Husqvarna. Yes. Yeah, Wilson is going to Rockstar Husky. Yep. Wow. So I feel like it's going to, that, that's going to be a massive leap for him because if the window is so small to set that Yamaha up, and the factory Yamaha team's having trouble to get it done. I mean, what hope does a privateer have? So I feel like that's going to be a massive leap for Wilson. Yeah, maybe, especially when you look at, um, you know, a guy at Dean's level, racing at that level, and, and the the ins and outs of setting up a factory bike to the to the, to the ninth degree, ninth degree of, uh, of closeness. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, I think, it, I think it'll help. Dean, Dean's dad told yeah. me that they were struggling a bit. So yeah, I don't know if you've noticed his starts. His starts have been no, like I know so bad. Yeah, they know they, and have, thing, they haven't been good. Um, with Jeremy Martin, I, I went back because I thought you were being like a little bit harsh on him, really, um, on the on the wrap up show. So I went back and had a look at his season, and I mean, a lot of it's not his fault. But what do you what do you think? Like, is it mental? Like, I mean, the first race he had a bad start. That's his fault. And the next time, I think it was the first um, turn pile up. And then Hanson hits the gate, and then this time he just gets his face blown out by Bowers. Right. Is this him just putting himself in a bad spot? Or is it mental? Is it just bad luck? Or? Well, look, we're four years in on J-Mart's Supercross career. I know. And, and yeah. he hasn't qualified, and he has these things happen to him. But yet, he's you know he's a dominant guy outdoors. So, you know, I, I can't say for sure. 
but there's something up with him. There's something about him not putting him himself in a good spot. There's something about him making bad choices out on the track when there's not a lot of room like you have outdoors. Yeah. You know? Um This seems so weird, doesn't it? Like, if this was J Mart's first ever supercross season, I'd be like, Ah, it's bad luck. The kid's honest. You know, kids I mean the kid's awesome, he's super fast, he'll figure it out. But we're year four now. And we're still having yeah. we're still having yeah. problems and issues and and he's fast I mean, but you yeah. know and you just got to eventually look at it and be like what's not working what's going on I mean Cooper's yeah. Cooper's won two titles and moved on so it's not good No I agree yeah absolutely so um, there, just, just quick what what do you think about Trey Canard I mean is this is he going to end up like Wilson here where if he doesn't come back and have a good rest of the season like who's going to hire him Nobody I don't think. Yeah, he's going no. to if he doesn't put it together and he may, we don't know, it's early. If he but if yeah. he doesn't put it together, he is going to slip down into, you know, that next yeah. tier of guys and look for that ride. Um, you know, if yeah. he wants to keep racing. Yeah. So um So these these fly boots matters, they work on a Harley? Uh we already gave them away. We just gave them away to Graham. Sorry, bud. That's uh, uh unfortunately. Yeah. Check them out on the line though, flyracing.com. They work good though. Oh, thanks, man. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. My, let's get right to my boss at RaceRex Online, the voice of American Motocross, the Jason Wygant. What's up, Weege? Yeah. What's happening? Thanks for filling in today. Short short, uh, short notice. I, I didn't know if I was ever going to be asked. We went four weeks without me being on the well, show. Yeah, Parabinos. Parabinos wanted to come on and, you know, and all, all that. Right. So, hey, um, I did pay you some money, and I, one of it was for Moto 60 show, so maybe I should think about that. Um, well, that was last year. Last year. I, I want more. Oh, okay. Hey, yeah. so um, a lot of questions about Eli Tomac, but I want to talk about this Wilson Porcel thing. Um, Dino shouldn't take too long to get going on that on that bike, and should probably do better from here on out. But the Porcel thing, uh, very political that they could let him go, and it's we hard to do. It's hard to do. We we know he's been let go. Yeah, we're we're pretty sure he's not going to be. He's not on the entry list for this weekend. Oh, yeah, I don't know how it how it's actually possible. I mean, I'm trying to figure out what type of – I'm sure there are performance clauses in guys' deals, but I'm trying to figure out what you could not do in only four races. Right. Uh, you know, you could easily say you need to be in the top ten or you should be in the main events, but when you've only had four shots at it, you could always say, well, I'm going to be in the top ten yeah. this weekend. Yeah, a little, so, a little early to pull the plug. Yeah. A little political and early to say – Well, well yeah. it's true. I, I don't know if it's true. You're, you're saying it's true. I don't want to be the one reporting that this is actually happening. But if you believe it is happening, all I can gather is that this has been a longer-term situation. You know, maybe it goes all the way through the off season, and, like, we need to see more proof of training or lap times during the week or something. And mm-hmm. maybe it's been, like, going on for months. Um, and there's maybe behind-the-scenes things he's done beyond just four, four bad races. I mean, hey, J-Mart, they could – yeah, so you were just talking about you could can him right now, right? But you know that's not going to happen. Yeah. So you have to have more than just four bad races. Something else has to happen. I don't mean bad like personally. Yeah. But maybe he was – they just felt he wasn't putting in the effort or wasn't into it or wasn't getting along with them, something like that. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's a weird decision uh, so early, uh, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. But I always wonder in this situation, you know, this, he had a two-year deal. <sighs> this sport, what are contracts worth? Anything? Yeah, I mean, not much, right? No, and judging by the way, I mean, let's not sugarcoat it here. He's been horrible these four races. It's been bad. Yeah. So they're a factory little team. They spend a lot of money. Maybe it's just like, no, we can't be stuck with this for the next nine months. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it'd be interesting to see uh, where CP resurfaces if he wants to race or 
or what's going on with that. Uh, fly race to the Moto 60 One thing show. to remember oh, with him, I, I think it all turned. We, we all know that he had issues. He, he had a huge crash when he was younger, and he, he always says it's kind of held him back. And then he had that massive crash at Washougal, and he ended up with a broken neck for the second time last year, and now he's riding with a neck brace. Uh, I've got to wonder if that's not all wrapped up here, where they know he's not into it, or maybe he said he's not into it. Well, he's always, every interview he's given, he's talked about fear of being injured, fear of being hurt. You know, he doesn't like to right. push it. You know, lots of that. So that that could be it. Uh, Kyle. You break a vertebrae in your neck twice yeah. in the same year after saying that? Oh, right. boy. Uh, Kyle, what's going on, man? What's happening? You got a question about track design? Yeah, well, I was just cracking up at the Porcel thing. Maybe what it is is he didn't state that he's going to watch me round seven. Watch how I'll perform round seven. I'll yeah. be on there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great point. Because that seems how it usually is. Maybe they didn't get that little yeah. temperature gauge of when he's going to turn it on, so they're like, ah, oh, you're out of here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I remember on one of your archive podcasts, and I've heard it mentioned several times about how but, the 125 two-strokes is basically you're building a bike to jump the triple, and if you could do that, you could win races. And I was thinking with newer track design, and I I, I can't go to Supercross for where I live, but have you seen the obstacles drastically change where maybe they're putting triples closer into the turns to help compensate um, for the 450 power and even the 250 power to where maybe Glendale was like that, you know, with the quad where it kind of separated the men from the boys? Um, what do you think, Weech? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think necessarily in that, uh, direction. I mean, I think the tracks probably have changed as the bikes have changed. I have no doubt about that. I don't know if it's specifically that the tracks were being built to give 125s a better run specifically at the triples in the past, though. I think that's why they were so hard. Um, I think we're all going to end up looking for something we can't find if we're trying to figure out why that quad was so awesome and only 20, uh, 20 guys couldn't do it and, tw- and two could. That's. I mean, they try to do that every week. They literally try to do that every week, and the dudes figure it out. The difference in jumping skills between Colt Seeley, Ryan Dungey, Chad Reed, Eli Tomac, uh, Jason Anderson, Davey Millsap, what's the difference in their jumping skills? 1%, 2%? So to find a jump every week that 20 of them can't jump and two of them can, it's almost impossible. They'll try again this week, and it won't happen. It's just that was just a very fortunate situation. <laughs> All right, there you go, man. Thanks for the call. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yep. we do we know anything about uh, Justin Barsha and his uh, return to racing? Is it sh- Dallas? Yeah, he's going to ride. I think on Monday he's going to try riding on Monday. So I think the plan tentatively right now is Dallas. But obviously until he rides, I don't really know for sure. But I would think Dallas is going to be at least the earliest. But I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up being Atlanta. And Weimer is going to be the guy. He's. he's He's in, I would assume. Yeah, yeah, Weimer's in, and uh, they're not going to pick up, because Barsha appears to be back You know, yep. within two or three races. They're not right. going to get a second guy in between. But um, I'm really I bet dis- you Weimer's that team the rest of the year. I'm really disappointed they can't find somebody to put on a bike for two races or something. Some privateer, somebody <laughs> to fill in. Any, you know, the- It's unbelievable. When you think about Tickle, Tickle crashed in that same section that took out Bowers, took mm-hmm. out Pike. Um, he just got lucky. I mean, he crashed hard. He just didn't happen to get hurt. Uh, they were that injury away from all four intended 450 <laughs> Suzuki riders being out. I mean, I guess Bogle's going to be back, Yeah, I think, this weekend, but yep. almost all four of them were on the sidelines at the same time. Hey, we're only two races in, but what do you make of Mookie's, Mookie's 450 career so far? It's great. I know that he hasn't finished it well, but look, man, <clears throat> we've said this about Dean Wilson for years, although I should say, look how that worked out. <laughs> but anyway... 
you have someone that can run the pace. That's everything in the sport. That is everything. And he can run the pace. He can mix it up. It's not even like when he's getting second in these heat races. We're not even in shock. It's just like, well, yeah, Mookie's fast. We know Mookie's fast. So there he is. He's passing dudes, battling dudes, matching dudes that make a lot of money and are on factory bikes. And I don't, I don't even feel like anyone watching it is like in complete shock. Right. 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 It's like we know he's this good. It puzzles me to no end how that didn't. It, under almost any circumstances, it doesn't matter who you are, what you've done. It doesn't even matter if you're in shape. If you can go that fast, you're getting hired. It's very strange to me. He's good, though. That's what I'm saying. He's really good. And he's, eventually he's going to get the, the 20 minutes in him. Yep. So uh, look out. He's There's literally nothing almost I think he could do. I mean, I guess a podium at this point would be like, I'd probably blow your wing back a little bit. Yeah, but, I think so. Yep. But nothing he could do during the race. Let's put it this way. If Dungey passes him and he passes Dungey back, or Tomac passes him and he passes him back, I don't think anyone would be like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. <laughs> no. We just know he's that good. He's that good. Yep. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see when he gets a little bit better shape and, and figures it out a little bit better. You yeah. know? Uh, yeah. Fly Racing, uh, flyracing.com, get Pro Taper and Truck Hero all on board with us. Jason Wygant, of course, earlier was Jason Thomas from uh, Fly Racing, 702-586-7857. Got a little bit of time to take a couple more calls if you guys got a chance. But um, do you, where do you think Barsha runs when he comes back, Weege? Do does he go in that, that um, Josh Grant... Uh, Brayton group, 8 to 10, 7 to 10? I think so. Uh, one of the things I was trying to measure is how Pike Road, I mean, teams switch bikes and riders switch bikes, and we know it very rarely makes a difference. But uh, Pike was really good. It's really unfortunate that he, he got hurt. Yeah. I mean, he was coming on. So it's making me think that maybe the, not just the bike, but by the way, they, they switched uh, back to Dunlops, um, which I think they gave the riders a choice, and that's what they picked. I'm really curious to see if you if Barsha ends up being better with this combination than he was uh, in the past. And I think based on Pike, there's a reason to believe he will be. So I think he might be uh, in that group pretty quick. Yeah, should be interesting to see uh, how, how it goes. Um, yeah. The 250 class, let's touch on that a little bit. Justin Hill, I feel like, uh, you know, we don't know this weather this weekend. It's going to be wet and rainy. We'll see how it goes. But if everything's okay and, you know, it's a rideable track, I like Hill to win again, man. When you combine that talent and that confidence, that mental confidence that he has, like, I think he's got the most talent in that class. I like him to win again. Yeah, I know. But, man, he's been in that position a lot. And he's 50% of the time it hasn't worked out. Um you know, anyone to just put it together three weeks in a row, especially in that class, um, it's tough for those guys. You know, for Ryan Dungey to win three in a row is no big, but mm-hmm. any of these dudes who are still kind of learning the ropes. Yep. And, man, he's fast and he's good, but he's partially fast because you can just see that the dude just tries hard and goes for it. Um, and I think it's bitten him that time. So, yeah, I could see him winning the three in a row potentially, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's a lock, dude. Any of these guys – it's all going to come down to who has multiple bad races. I'm not even going to say one bad race, because I think they all will have one. Who's going to have multiple? Right. So we're due. We're due for a bad one. Uh, Somebody. Give me your sneaky good riders in both classes to, through four rounds. Um, five rounds? No, four rounds, yeah. Through four rounds. Give me your sneaky good riders that maybe nobody is talking about. I think, like for myself, looking at that, Cole Martinez in 250s, 
And I think Josh Grant in four for these. I don't know if, who's talking about Josh Grant. Now, he didn't have a great Glendale. He had a bad press day crash. But he's been pretty good. Those are my two guys. Yeah. Um, I would have said Pike for sure, but now he's out. So you can't really pick that. Otherwise, I would say Millsaps. I think Millsaps and Pike were kind of battling as the to be the lead guy of the other group. Um, you know, we kind of thought there'd be six guys coming in in the season that could win, and they were first through six at the first two rounds. And it was Millsaps and Pike battling to be next. Um, and then starting to get closer to that group. Um, so I think Millsaps has been really good, and I think he has a lot more to give. I would not be surprised to see Millsaps start making podiums here. Really? Anytime. Podiums? Oh, yeah. Podiums? Yeah, absolutely. Podiums. Oh, that's absolutely. bold. That's bold. Okay. okay, he was closing. He got right to Sealy's rear wheel at the end of the main event last week. So if he can run down Sealy or run Sealy's pace, why is he not podium material? Well, Sealy's going to win multiple races this year. Well, then Millsaps will get second. Okay. There you go. So Millsaps, I would say. Um, 250s, I feel like there's been a little bit of a, a pecking order. You kind of see where these guys all fit in. But yep. like I think Dan Reardon, no one's talking about, but I think has been good. But he's, I think, as you mentioned this week, he's been stuck in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's like just getting seventh. He's not contending, yeah. but he's not doing horrible, so no one notices. But I think he's been okay. Uh, I just got back from RVs yesterday, and I was uh, saying this on our fantasy or Infab fantasy podcast. I asked RV if there was one rider he cheers for. You know, he, you know, what he told me. Who? Who do you think it would be? I said, hey, hey, RV, is there one guy that like you want to see do well and and you cheer for a little bit? I can't picture. I, I can't possibly picture one like him. He, he even knows the name of who's out there. He said Hanny. What? <laughs> he said Hanny. That was his what? guy. Yeah, yeah. Who knew? Hanny. Wow. He was like, oh, I'd like to see Hanny do good. <laughs> hey, Hanny. Uh, Hanny had a bad Anaheim one, but he's actually been pretty good since then. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. He's probably yeah. not happy with his results himself, but he's been to me. You know, he's just not on that level team wise, equipment wise. Uh, he's not on that level of those elite guys. And when he hit the gate, he came from dead last to whatever tenth it was, and so he's been good. Yeah, as long as you don't judge Hanny on the oh, he's the most talented guy, he can run with anybody. Like, come on, the dude—that's seven years ago or something. The dude yeah. didn't even race the series for like three years of the last four. Yeah, uh, being yep. top ten guy, I think at this point is good. Yep, absolutely. All right, Weech, uh, we're gonna run. Thank you for your time on the uh, Fly Race and Moto Six show. Appreciate it. And uh, you're not going to Oakland, which doesn't make me very happy, but. Yeah, you won't see me for a while. This is going to be this is going to be tough. A tough stretch. Yep. Well, be prepared for a lot of jokes about how oh, you still work, you still cover the races, and you know we're all going to uh, let you have that. So, which, which does get to me. It does hurt me. So yeah, that's going to be um, hard to deal. With. All right, buddy. Thank you for your time. And right, uh, see, you, man. see you, man. Thanks. All right, everybody. That's the uh, Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show for another week. Oakland coming up. Will tits have tears of joy or tears of sorrow after next weekend? If Eli Tomac takes his man down again. After week three is what I'm saying. Three weeks in a row. Stick around next week, every Thursday, noon. Truck Hero, Pro Taper, Get, and most importantly, FlyRacing.com. Thanks, everybody, for listening. See ya. I was born in-